Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. All right, back on board of the man child. Score 1260. Score1260.com. Score1260 app. Talking a little sports. Still live today from the Syracuse Securities Studios. Time to go inside the NBA. We do that with our insider from Respect Magazine and all over the yard when it comes to NBA information. It's Brandon Scoop B. Robinson joining us. Hey, Brandon, how you doing? Gentlemen, living on a prayer. How are you? Living on a prayer, man. I like it. A little Bon Jovi to get us started this morning. Yes, man, sir. Brandon, you're yeah, everywhere, man. Fantastic. All right. Uh, I've got a lot of things on my agenda uh, for you today. Uh, Boy Green was uh, telling me a little bit earlier today that the Steve Kerr has called the Celtics the team of the East. I wonder if you have a reaction to Steve Kerr's comments about a very, very good start for Boy Green's uh, Boston Celtics. Well, when you got an 11 and 2 team in the Warriors and your coach talking about a 13 and 2 Celtics team uh, that is first to their conference, um, that's quite a compliment. Um, I think that the Celtics are onto something. Brad Stevens every year has uh, built something that is successful. You know, you go from playing in the against the Wizards and almost making it to the you know, conference finals without your star Isaiah Thomas to trading Isaiah Thomas and getting Kyrie Irving and going down with an injury with Gordon Hayward the following season. The master then Kyrie Irving is doing his thing as the leader of the Celtics team. I think I said this to you guys a couple of weeks ago. In order for the Celtics to be successful, they need Kyrie Irving to play like Cavs Kyrie Irving, and he's done that. And I think for Steve Kerr uh, to have you know been a champion in the NBA, to be a coach coaching the championship team in the Warriors. That's the highest praise that, you know, another team can receive. So I agree with him. Um, I also think that the, the Celtics are um, a team that's still young. They're not even who they're supposed to be yet. So, you know, I, I think that Steve Kerr is right. I do agree with him. Talking about a team that isn't what it's supposed to be yet, Brandon, I, I can't believe, you know, I thought uh, every time we talk to you, I'll just be asking you my obligatory Nick exciting game the other day against the Cavaliers, albeit one that the Knicks blew in the fourth quarter, uh, but uh, Inez Cantor stepping up for his young point guard, Frank Nilakina, when LeBron kind of disrespected him a little bit, Porzingis averaging 30 points a game, Jeff Hornacek seemingly no longer with a, uh, a collar around him, a la Phil Jackson, letting this team play a little bit. 
the, how excited at this point should Nick fans be about you know an evolution of this team that frankly looks better without Carmelo Anthony than they did with him. Somebody give Jeff Hornacek and, and Carmelo a handshake. Jeff Hornacek is finally getting the better hand of uh, Phil Jackson back when the war, excuse me back when the Bulls uh, were, were owning them back in ninety seven ninety eight. Give Byron Russell a job. He needs his reparations too in that regard. But you know, with that that last second shot over that Mike had years ago. But no, I mean, I think that that Knicks game was definitely something to uh, to watch. You know, Knicks uh, team that's seven and six. You got a few other teams in that conference, uh, rather in the Eastern Conference overall, that are seven and six. And the Knicks, the Sixers, uh, and the Milwaukee Bucks, the Cavs are seven and seven. Uh, and then I see. But they'll, they'll, they'll get past that. I, I think bigger than anything, um, you know, LeBron was taking pride in, in taking shots at Phil Jackson, but I really do believe that I think Lutina is, is a good player. Um, having gotten a chance to, to watch a play and make um, cross people over 10 feet away. You know, I, it was a play that I saw on Instagram the other day with that. But I, no, I think, um, I think that in his canter, being in his canter, um, I think um, that didn't surprise me that he spoke his mind and you know put his put his uh, put his money where his mouth was. But you know, I do think that LeBron's quip saying um, you know it was a quip that that, that Inez Cantor made saying uh, Princess Queen um, or <laughs> King. Great, great um, and LeBron said, "Well, I'm a king. My, my wife's a queen, and my daughter's a princess." But, um, you know, taking a page out of the uh, old movie, The King of New York, I don't know if you caught the whole reference. I was explaining it to somebody after meeting yesterday. Did you guys ever see the movie The King of New York? I have not. With no. Eddie Murphy, but right? I know the movie. I know the movie. Yes. The, the King of New York, there was a scene, and a lot of hip-hop guys use this scene, but there's a scene um, where they're on the train, and mm-hmm. they tell them to go on the subway, and they tell them, go, you know, come see me. See me at this place, that place. That Joe actually... Um, used that in a, in a video in a scene there's so much more video where he said uh, come meet me uh, Trinity Ave uh, you want a job come see me uh, and you know he threw him a, a bag of, or a, a wad of money um, if you look at the cabs going on to the train the other day mm-hmm. they were on a train and socializing with people yeah. and then LeBron got the better end of the Knicks and had that post on Instagram with him on the Knicks logo. Yeah, that's why he put King of New York because he it was it was like two scenes. So he took the scene from King of New York, mm. then beat the Knicks, and then the subway scene. It was some imagery there. Most people didn't get it. I got it. Yeah, but um, I thought it was hilarious. You know, got some Akron stunning the Knicks and uh, give him the last lab on Instagram. And I thought it was hilarious. But I think you're seeing LeBron kind of just be more boisterous, more vocal um, going into the to the regular season or preseason when you know all that stuff about Colin Kaepernick came out and he's been pretty cool and, and Donald Trump so uh, I think the president and, and Colin Kaepernick has given him some fuel but I also think he's motivated and playing some inspired basketball. Scoop B. Robinson, our insider uh, for the NBA Respect Magazine, amongst his many accolades, uh, joining us this morning on the Bud and the Manchild program. Just to go back to Porzingis for a minute, uh, you know, is it safe to say, I mean, only 10 games in, but is it safe to say that in some way it seems like maybe Carmelo Anthony's presence maybe stunted the growth of this youngster? I mean, what he's doing here through the first 10 games, uh, I'm a Nick fan. I watched him all year last year. I'm surprised that he's putting up the numbers he's putting up. Are you surprised? No, I'm not surprised. I think Phil Jackson did get two things right in drafting Porzingis and drafting Frankie. But um, I think um, I can use a comparison. When I was I went to college in the Philadelphia area, and when I was in college, I got a chance to you know watch the Sixers and watch Allen Iverson play on a team with Andre Iguodala. 
And when Iverson was traded, uh, you saw Iguodala grow um, and, and be, I wouldn't call him a superstar, but see the star and the consistent guy who could fill up a stat sheet um, in Philadelphia. Um, and I think that you're seeing something similar on a uh, star basis. You're looking at you're looking at uh, Przingis' numbers. Uh, in the game against the Cavs the other day, 20 points, um, two for five from three, uh, seven rebounds. And then against the Kings on the uh, on the eleventh, uh, thirty four points on eleven to twenty one shooting. Um, I think and, and sat out against the Magic uh, before that. But you know you're looking at guy that's averaging in a few games uh, twenty nine point five points per game, um, seven rebounds, and and just filling up the stat sheet the same way Iguodala did uh, when Iverson left. So I mean. I think it's a combination of things. I think it's a combination of personnel uh, changes. And look, the Knicks are winning, and who's in the news now? The New York Liberty. Like, so one is, you know, and they had a winning season in the WNBA. But I, I think for Przingis, I think um, those young guys are growing. And I've always said, when you have a team and you just let them young be young and grow, and there's no, I don't think the Knicks had any expectations going into the season. That's what you look at it. it at an Atlantic division, you just assume that the Celtics were going to be the runaway favorite. But you've got guys in the Atlantic division that are that are, are, are buzzworthy in the news. So, you know, I think Porzingis is uh, who he's supposed to be. And I just think also watching the Knicks, you know, Courtney Lee has come to life. It just seems like other guys are now kind of playing the roles that we might have thought they would have played when they were playing with Melo. That's the strange thing about it. It's it's hard to criticize Melo. We're in a market where we love him. He brought us a national championship here in Syracuse. But, you know, there seems to have been an influence there. You could call it Phil Jackson influence. I don't know. I think Melo has to bear some of the responsibility for this team kind of coming together now that he's gone. Well, to counter-argue uh, – football coach Dennis Green, they aren't what we thought they were. Mm-hmm. So I think that uh I think that uh Porzingis the sky's the limit. I mean, even, you know, covering him um and and spending time with him at, at All Star Weekend um in New Orleans last year. Uh he was playing amongst his peers and he played very well in the Rising Stars game and you know, I, I honestly just think that, that he'll continue to flourish and um you better appreciate him while you have him because they won't be around forever. And I think NBA fans now are looking at LeBron that way. You know, five to five. I mean, a guy that could ultimately play 10 more years, um, I don't think people really appreciate him until he won some championships. And I think um, with Porzingis, um, I think that he is the future of today's big man um, that can fill up a stat sheet and, 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 and could do a multitude of things. And being in New York is definitely a treat to, to, to check him out this early in the season. Brandon, in your esteemed opinion, how has Lonzo Ball dealt with the pressure, the drama going around his family and this team of being the face of the franchise for one of the most prominent organizations in all of basketball with the Lakers? It's 15 games into the season, um, and I think that he's accepted responsibility for – how he's played, but I also think having a triple double against the Milwaukee Bucks um, shuts up Jason Kidd and his and the comparisons that people often make. And you know, people said that he wasn't going to be, or rather, Jason Kidd said there's no comparison to him, and he has to grow. Um, but I think that when in the overall aspect of things, I think to whom much is given, that much is required. I think that you know everybody was expecting Lonzo Ball to be like LeBron James coming into the league, and. Um, no such no such luck just yet. But that doesn't mean that in the future 
he's not going to be special. Listen, in, in the regular season, he is averaging close to a triple-double and 9.5 points per game, 6.7 rebounds, and 7.2 assists. Um, and I think that uh, with Lonzo Ball, it takes time. But I also think that when, when you're put on that big stage, um, people that are in your circle have to also uh, be mindful of who you are, who you represent. I remember when I was growing up, my mom would drop me off at school and she would often say, remember who you are, who you are, you know, you represent us. Yeah. And, um, and that more relates to his, his, his brother and Leangelo. And I think in, in today's times, you're not guilty. You're not innocent until proven guilty. You're, you're, you're guilty until proven otherwise. And I think, you know, all of the stuff that's going on in China and shoplifting and stealing, we haven't heard the story yet, but it doesn't look good, at least for the brand. And um, I think as it relates to Lonzo Ball, um, I don't think the brother situation really relates to him because he's been quiet. I don't think he really buys into that hype. I think he just plays basketball. But I also think um, – I, I still do think that their father is a marketing genius, you know. You, you sell a whole bunch of noise. You predict things. But every great brand has to go through some turmoil, you know, because pressure makes diamonds. And um, – I'm excited to see what happens with him in the future because I don't think that any 12 to 15 games is indicative of, of, upon what he can ultimately do. Scoop Robinson, our NBA insider, talking to us this morning at Scoopy on Twitter. You should definitely follow him. All right, one more quick one with you, Scoop. Two teams that I'd love for you to address, one on the positive side and one that's struggling a bit. A surprise team to me so far, again, only 13 games into the season for this team, uh, are the Detroit Pistons, 10-3 and three this year. Give us a little love on Detroit, and then give us your sense of what's going on with Oklahoma City and the adjustments they're making with the two-star players added to that roster, currently sitting at 6-7 and seven in ninth position in the Western Conference. I mean, quietly, the Pistons, as you said, uh, ten and three during the season. Um, I think that their success has been on on, on the strength of Tobias Harris, uh, who's been shooting the lights out. Um, I think bigger than anything. Um, I think that it was going to be really interesting for the Pistons coming coming soon is uh, their road trip. They play nine of their their next eleven games on the road, mm-hmm. and um, I think that. Um, their biggest challenge will be um, pretty soon when they play against the Minnesota Timberwolves, another young team um, that is that that is that is on the rise. And I think that um, you know, I think that it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think um, I think that the Pistons quietly um, are enjoying uh, the strength of another Midwest team um, getting kind of laughed at or, or, or criticized daily in the Cleveland Cavaliers. So I kind of believe that the Pistons can kind of just sit back and. Um, chill but at the same time they're winning and chilling and they're not netflix and chilling so i mean they're doing what they're supposed to be doing um i believe that they're six ranked uh in offense and um you know they're playing teams like miami you know they're they're but i think the defensive uh prowess of them needs to improve um in the first quarter i think that those those things once they improve those things i think they'll be better but 10 and 3 starting the season um tobias harris playing well and um, Stan, Van, Stan Van Gundy um, being Stan Van Gundy. You know you, you know what a Stan Van Gundy team, they're going to shoot the lights out. Um, and they've won their last five, eight and two in the last ten. So I expect the Pistons to continue to do well. Um, but I also think that the NBA's Eastern Conference is not what everybody expected right out the gate. You know, you have a Pacers team that's not doing as well this season after loss to Paul George. You have a Hawks team that's in 15th place. Um, and, and you have a Hornets team that's underperforming. So it'll be interesting to see what Detroit does this year. All right, and a quickie on Oklahoma City. How's the great experiment out there going so far? 
Well, I mean, I think shoot is shoot. And I think that those guys have to find a rhythm. Um, they're six and seven. And if the playoffs were to start today, they would be outside of the playoff window. But I, I think, you know, they've, they've won their last two. And, you know, I still think that there's a lot of less of basketball to play. But I think, you know, with the Pelicans doing well, as I projected that they would do, and the Nuggets doing well, um, it'll be interesting to see uh, what the Thunder will do the rest of the season. You, you expect the Trailblazers to always be a team that you can't sleep on. Um, the Rockets are doing well. Uh, the Warriors are the Warriors all day. As they Warriors is on a Warrior, but I think that the Thunder um, they, they they just have to find some time to gel. Um, you look at even the Cavaliers right now in their new role. Um, those guys are having to have time to kind of gel together, and I think that the Thunder are going to have to go through that same thing with the two new pieces in Paul George and Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, I think, Russell Westbrook is going to always be him. Hmm? I think they're going to climb too. I, you know, I, things are starting to get back to normal. You know, the West is Golden State, Houston, San Antonio, Minnesota. You know, I, I think Oklahoma City gets into the middle of that pack at the very least at four or five range. I think by the time it's all said and done, I think the same thing in the East for Cleveland. Uh, you know, Cleveland is obviously, you know, things are up a little bit. You lose your point guard. You got a new guy in place. He's not even playing yet. You know, there's just a lot of questions, I still think, in Cleveland. And LeBron's obviously still showing it when he needs to. He can still win a game for his team. So I think that'll kind of normalize, too. But frankly, I think the Celtics will end up being a one seed again in the East. It's just, you know, they've got a good squad. They play good team basketball. They did it last season. It didn't matter in the playoffs. Maybe it will matter this year. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I agree. I think when you look at um, the Celtics, I think you know they've been motivated. They've had a, they've had a catalyst to be motivated. Um, but you look at the Eastern Conference, and you look at I look at you know teams that aren't who you wonder if they're going to rise or they're going to fall. I, I would have thought the Milwaukee Bucks would be higher up in the rankings. Sure. Um, the Raptors at four. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they go higher. But also the Knicks at seven and six will will and the Sixers at seven. You know, one of those teams, two of those teams are going to have to falter. So you, you think Knicks, Sixers, which one? Um, right. You look at the Pistons. Will they be the same? You know, around this time in April. You know, and then you look at the Western Conference. You see a, a Clippers team who's not in the playoff picture right now at, at, at twelve. Will they rise? Because you got teams like the Pelicans and you have teams like the Nuggets. Are, the, are those two teams going to going to be at that at that ranking come April time? That'll be interesting. I still see the Blazers there and I still see the Grizzlies there. But if I had to pick a team, I would probably say the Nuggets. So I think that creates a spot for the Thunder. But I don't expect I don't expect the Thunder to to, to not make the playoffs this season. No, neither do I. I think they will too. Scoop, as always, man, pleasure to catch up with you. Thanks for spending a little time with us this morning. Scoop B Radio. Oh my God. 
market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.